Hey friends, welcome to the Victor Marks Podcast with Victor Marks, founder of All Things Possible Ministries. Welcome to the show where we bring you real conversations faced with life's hard truths, stories of redemption, and the latest from the front lines. Whether you're on the road, getting your day started, or finally settling in, we've got an exciting new episode planned for you. So let's dive in to today's show. Hey everybody, welcome to this edition of the Victor Mark Show. Again, you guys uh, more than excited today. My guest, longtime friend, Nick Vucic, and those of you who go, wait, who? If you don't, you'll know now. He's the fella with no arms and legs. I hate the profile, but it's the truth. Although he's got a chicken wing. And uh, I'm going to tell you something right now. It's going to be fun. Okay, now that if you refer the chicken, the chicken little drumstick here, my little foot to the bottom left of my torso, yeah. then we were discussing before we actually got on air here. When was it that we actually met? So it's the it's the chicken wing days, which yes. would mean yep, and we're talking at least 10, 11 years then, because I kind of retired that little thing yes. of that brand back then. So there you go. You were single back then. Yes, sir. And I remember we were praying. Amen. And boy, did God answer your prayers. Oh, he did. I, I married up just like you did. Just like I did. Uh, we can't wait to come here with the kids and just chill Ooh. out with you. Um, Victor, uh, you and Eileen are, to me, one of the greatest couples that I've ever come across who are the couple of action oh, in the name oh. of Jesus always asking the Holy Spirit to go ahead beside behind you. I've met over half a million people. Um, and that's no joke. Um, and I hugged them all. My, my arms fell off. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's been nothing but humbling to reconnect with you recently yeah. and, and to discover as well concurrently, you know, for both of us to like, hey, why is Nick and Victor and Eileen and Kanae mm. connecting again? And for such a time as this with such a really incredible new chapter in our lives and our ministry and obviously a chapter in your life too but nothing slowing you guys down like you guys are seriously um i can't wait for every person on planet earth to know of your story and your testimony mm. because movies books everything that can be done uh it's literally one of the most inspiring stories of instruments in god's hands that i'll mm. ever come across and so i just want to say on behalf of the body of christ that was actioning things that the body of Christ collectively, structurally, doctrinally could never ever do. Um, otherwise, God bless you. Special forces for Jesus Christ, man. Thank you. Humbled by your words and honored by your friendship. And we are locking arms to do more work together. That's, yeah. that's what's exciting. Yeah. Um, you know what? There's a lot of people right now listening and watching they're just struggling, man. Uh, we're in a place in a time in the history of, let's just say the U S but it's the world, uh, where the wobble is happening pretty severely. Uh, I think probably because we're, you know, we talked about today, that funnel of the end times, that funnel. And when you can bing, bing, everything's more relaxed and it starts getting tighter and tighter and more we're, we're heading toward, you know, what I believe is to, you know, the Antichrist is going to come. And then, of course, 
um, the Lord's going to come and get his. I know some of you differ theologically, and all I can say is, we'll see. And uh, <laughs> But it, the world's definitely on a wobble with everything that's going on. I mean, while we're recording this, we've got a shortage of gas, gas prices spiking, crisis at the border, um, you know, hacking going on, cyber. Uh, it's uh, right now the Palestinians and Israel are battling out Hamas. Uh, and, and it's nothing that should make people afraid, but it should be smelling sauce. What would you, what would you tell folks how to live, how to think? Because the battlefield's in our mind, right? You know, I think a lot of people, um, first of all, have never been really connected to the present time of need in a body of Christ that uh, is a body of Christ of action. Mm -hmm. And when I talk about the church, there are some fantastic churches that we, you yeah. know, yeah. you know, yeah. there are yeah. a couple phenomenal, 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 faithful, amazing churches out there in the world, especially in America. But generally speaking, um, let's take, uh, for instance, the disconnect of society and needs, uh, where a lot of what you just said, whether it's 2020, whether it's any topic of 2020 whatsoever, or any topic that we could bring up, we could be easily be told that, well, that's a little political for our so what we must understand, though, is it really political to talk about PTSD after abortion in America, knowing that 54% of abortions in America are by Christians, nominal Christians, or evangelical Christians? When was the last time that youth pastors got up there and talked about sexual purity, helping these, these women not feeling ashamed and coming alongside of them and backing up the, the pregnancy local clinic? Um, where, you know, where we can all see school groups go to a foreign country and build a house. And that sounds great and warm and fuzzy. And we will never stop doing that. We'll never right. discourage anyone from doing good. Me and my wife, we sponsor 14 children. We'll always sponsor 14 children for as God as allows us and start orphanages and institutions, whatever we can. But just the disconnect here and the now in America, before we get to that, and the grand scale of what's happening in Revelations right in front of our eyes, as best as we can understand it by the grace of God. Why haven't we sent students from schools and youth groups to go out and feed more homeless people and go and pray in front of the gates of Planned Parenthood and teach them to watch documentaries like Uncle Tom so they understand what this white supremacy accusation is um and watch a documentaries called reversing row which really under helps us understand okay yes yeah, christians yay you know yeah we're gonna we're gonna go for pro-life yeah we got a heartbeat bill yeah we got pro-life bills going keep on going let's keep on going instead of understanding second chronicles 7 14 when you repent and you forgive you ask God for forgiveness of sins it's not just asking for forgiveness it's about stopping that sin and when we truly repent from child sacrifice and abortion and understanding that, it's like, wait a second. It's not about how many weeks of the fetus we can have before we say, yeah, that we're going to, you know, we're going to chip away at that. Let's get closer and closer. No, abolish it, period. Um, that conversation hasn't happened, which, you know, you can't talk about that without talking about human trafficking, yeah. without then understanding that. 25,000 miners crossed the border in the last 17 weeks unaccompanied 
that most of them are being human traffic. I know, you know, we were there. It feeds the machine. It feeds the machine. And you can't talk about, you know, crisis pregnancies centers, you know, not being resourced and really rounded to help these women. And you've got these human traffic and it's pro-life. Um, and then it's also understanding what's the other one? Foster and adoption yeah, crisis. Right. I mean, this county don't speak to this county because this county has a surplus of parents that are waiting for children, and this one has no parents waiting. And there's a massive influx of these kids coming in. So it's foster care, the child welfare system, it's pro life, and it's human trafficking, which then involves the church to talk about something, take the microphone, and say, young kids. Can you keep your pants on? Mm -hmm. So we cut abortion by half. Mm -hmm. Wow. That hasn't been talked about. Let alone now the end of days where not only do we have 300,000 churches not picking up a half a million kids of foster care and, and, and adoption, but, but we don't even know what's going on. Where's the direction? Are we just like, yeah, let's just, wow. Yeah. Let's just pray. Yeah. And let's just pray and let's just pray. Well, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, and, and that's the challenge. Where can you be the hands and feet of God in action um, to understand that if God can use a man without arms, legs to be his hands and feet and a general in the army to stand in front of the gates of hell and redirecting traffic as someone, two people of many who stand in front of the gates of hell and redirect traffic, we understand how hot it gets. <laughs> and, and if your life ain't hot and your kitchen's kind of cool, maybe you're not standing in the right place. And maybe you're not saying the right things from the pulpit. And so what we must understand is there are so many factors of what has happened in the domino effect of when the family fell apart in America Mm. and the domino effect of that, wherein we need to learn not to be allergic to political stuff. It's not political. It's humanitarian disaster. It's Jesus stuff. What would Jesus do? And what would Jesus say to the 300,000 churches that have a half a trillion dollars worth of debt for buildings that were half empty in 2020, yet we have a half a million kids waiting for a loving home? Are we really the hands and feet of Jesus? Ouch. And then here we are. We got an author, Jimmy Evans, a great author from Gateway Church, my home church. Mm -hmm. I love Pastor Robert Morris. And he did this book called Tipping Point. And it Mm -hmm. unfolds and unpackages, especially for anyone of all ages, how do we put this together? And another pastor teaching pastor, Jack Hibbs, watch yeah. his happening now since January, 2020, where he talks about Iran and he talks about Turkey and he talks about Russia 14 months ago. Yeah. And guess what just happened this week? Yep. So we really got to understand that we are coming closer than ever. And we must understand that the Bible says Plan your life in a way that you're about to go home today, but live also a thousand years. Mm. So live today as if this is your last day, yet plan it as if you're living for a thousand years. So I'm doing that. Um, We will not be um, depending on grocery stores within 12 months. My family will be truly off the grid. Electricity, water, food. Done. I hate seeing grocery stores that are empty and then me telling my wife, sorry, there was no milk. We're going to have our own freaking goats. Goat milk's better than milk from cows, by the way. Triple the price for a reason. But I'm just saying, God's given us wisdom and power 
to not overcome just the enemy, but to also be the remnant that will answer God's will as best as we can under his grace and mercy as the remnant that are not asleep. And Victor, you and I talked before we got here, we concluded that a whole new verbiage has to happen where generally speaking, again, not all churches, but churches are not just asleep. They're in a coma. There's no doubt. It's, I think 2020 proved the level of, well, I would say, you know, does a pastor have a spine? Is it made out of jelly or titanium? And, uh, you know, Jack Hibbs is a titanium spine. Rob McCoy, there's others. But how disappointing, but also very, it was an eye-opener. So many people were like, oh, my gosh, this pastor that I go to church, he's completely caved. Or the guy that I listen to on the radio has taken no position as we're seeing our country descend toward darkness. And you know what? We kind of chuckled because when we started going into Iraq and Syria and doing our work, recovering children or women from ISIS, developing safe houses and doing work, we really thought that when we would come back in between our times there, churches that we had known and spoken at for years, we thought that they would like embrace us and go, my gosh, hey, we want to pray for you. We want to support you. Come share, Uh, especially especially at the point where I pray for an ISIS fighter who was an ISIS commander that had just got captured in front of us in the middle of battle in Mosul while we were getting a child, an orphan baby boy. Guess what? Churches didn't want me to come. Women didn't want my wife to come speak at their women's conferences again. And we were like, we're back for a while. We'd love to share what God is doing. It was too much. And that was smelling sauce for us to go, why why would they not be excited about what God's doing in the midst of war and battle? What's interesting, and don't get us wrong, it's not about pointing a finger at anybody. My dad's a pastor that started three churches before he went to heaven, and I'm a PK, and I understand, but, 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 but I understand yeah. that. We understand that. But reframe it from, I think 2020 really exposed the true disability of the church. How many how many foster kids were taken by your church? How many pregnancies were supported by your church? How many homeless were fed by your church with or without your gathering? How many scriptures have you memorized since 2020? Are we that dependent to a teat? Yeah. And unrighteously focused that our pastor is the only guy who can tell me what's going on and what I should say, what I shouldn't say, and what I should learn and what I shouldn't learn and what I should accept and what I shouldn't accept. We have missed it. We've completely missed it since 0405. Generally speaking, again, the West watered down their youth group talks and the content to 45% 55 percent entertainment 20 yeah. percent water and you hear f-bombs on the way out oh, and yeah. they all know that so and so just slept with someone yeah. yep. and no one's calling it out yeah. Yeah. and yeah. so it's like jesus wants us not to think that the pasta is and great have the authority have the respect have the honor great but woe to any pastor who is pastoring a flock 
that cannot feed themselves if you are dead. Boom. Let that sink in. You know, we're in the space of counter-trafficking. Is that too strong? No, no. That's uh that <laughs> I think I'm on the right show, right? Yeah. This, this is <laughs> listen, folks. Uh sometimes the truth hurts. So here's the anesthesia. God God loves you. Uh, he does. Yeah, and and that's and why we're Jesus here. This is your priest. That's it. It's just a little poke to wake up. But the machine, the machine yeah. is broken, and it has been for years where this issue of foster kids, we tell people who contact us, I want to get involved in counter-trafficking, counter-sex trafficking. We go, great. They're like, we want to go with you and rescue. I go, we're not a rescue organization like people want, but we deal in the space, and we make a huge difference. But if you want to really help, get your church and you want to start looking at the foster care system and CPS and start fostering kids, adopting them out of the system because they will be trafficked. That is the number one feeder. And my wife and I, my sweet bride, Eileen, we learned this all those years we were in juvenile prisons traveling from facility to facility to facility. We would hear the stories. And I, I want to drive this home. Uh, w- one of our team members was a CPS agent, you know, worked for CPS. And she told us this, there was a, there was a stack, a file, every file represented bad things going on in a, in a, you know, foster care home. Kids are being abused or used or even trapped a pile. The guy that was over it got mad one day. This was in her office. And he said, I'm done. I, ca- I can't do this. The whole system is so broken. I can't do it. He quit on the spot and walked out. The supervisor came in with this batch, took it, and filed it away like it had never been reported. No one ever followed up on that. And she told us that she said, Victor, CPS is is beyond what you can imagine broken, and evil people are taking advantage of it. This is where the church needs to stop abdicating its authority, position, power, influence, and responsibility, and now insert itself. Stop thinking the government is going to take care of everything and be the hands and feet of Christ. Faith and action. Without it, these works are dead. Here's the classic example. This is fresh, hot off the press. I went down with Uncommon Giving, um, our, our company, um, the chief generosity officer. We heard that gen- the governor of, of Arizona, he called it a state of emergency, okay? As 2,000 unaccompanied minors crossed the border in Yuma over the last 17 weeks. We went there. The food bank was told that they got to close down because of COVID. The army said no way because 25% of Yuma depend on that food bank. And we saw this first-class facility, which is Arizona Child and Family Advocacy Network, okay? And they're incredible. They've got 24 centers. Now, they're not government-funded. They're donor-funded. You want to know why? Because the way that most government systems are funded is absolutely dysfunctional. In fact, so much so that I got now Arizona talking to Oklahoma, Um, over there for the chief of human protection services in Oklahoma. And they're like, oh my God, we got to do it this way. You know, when you think of the, all all the, all the trauma of, of, of sexual abuse, domestic violence of these kids, 
Do you know that out of Arizona, that child has to tell their story of victimization four or five times and wait four or five months before they actually know what's going to happen to the person that's still in their life and if they're going to be punished for the domestic violence? These guys put people behind prison in seven days and they said, that's impossible. They said, no. They said, when it's privately funded, you do it in a streamline where you have the DCS right there. You have the justice right there. It's a one stream process and they've reverse engineered in a way that the child only has to share their traumatized, tragic, audacious, ridiculous experience in their life that'll be altering um, once. Just that alone, they're like, oh, wow. You can't depend on, we're smart. We have amazing, intellectually creative entrepreneurs for kingdom-mindedness. Mm. And it's going to be us who reverse engineer, foster, and adoption. It's us. It, we are the answer that the government can't be in because they're too slow. Yeah. However, Victor, I'm going to say this. Some churches will be part of the remnant. And I just on National Day of Prayer speech, I said, this is the first public Nick Vujicic plea to America. I told him, I said, I'm not waiting for the church to come together. I thought maybe the, a great vision of how Jesus thought we could be one. And he prayed that we'd be one. Is it because we saw the vision of what could happen when we're one? Or is it because of persecution that we become one? We saw 2020 persecution. Yeah. No one cared what church you came from. Yeah. We were all like dispersed like rabbits. Yeah. And no one, who cares what church you go to? Who yep. cares? We're not going to be one. We are one outside of the denominational brands. <laughs> and you know what? What unites us? The non-profits who come together, who help this, who help that, who help this, who help that, who come together. And the Hope Center is one example of 62 ministries under one roof helping in the DFW Metroplex. I am calling upon you to support nonprofits, whether your church knows them or not. Go and find your local nonprofit that you and your children need to go and serve. You got kids that have fear and anxiety and depression issues and isolation issues. One of the greatest things that you can do is not just read your Bible at dinner time out loud, that they have to hear it because they're under your roof, but go and actually pray at a Planned Parenthood there. Start the conversation for pro-life. Go to a, a homeless shelter and go with your kids to be a miracle, even why they feel like they don't have one themselves. That purpose-given integration of the Holy Spirit igniting a reason to live is one of the greatest cures for your child's depression. You know, there's somebody listening right now going, oh my gosh. I've never heard Nick speak like this, and I've never heard my pastor talk like this. This is radical talk. It can get better. Uh, how about our kids, one teenager and one preteen, going with us to Iraq for a summer? That was their summer camp. While ISIS is fighting, and we would bring home kids out of the war zone who parents were just killed by ISIS, we bring home kids and give them to our children and say, wash them, clean them, feed them, change their diaper, Mom and dad got to go to bed. We're exhausted. Other team members, it can be worse, kids. Tell your teenagers it could be worse. Start doing what you can where you are. Because when you give a kid a mission and a purpose in life beyond 
just this completely inward look, it does cure a lot of ails. We've got so much more that we need to talk about. Wait, one more parenting thing. Yo. If you give your child everything they want, when they want it, how they want it, why do you think they're ever going to be thankful for anything that they have? And then you wonder why they don't you know, have a humble heart and they feel entitled. It's because you gave them everything they wanted, when they wanted, how they wanted. How will they ever be happy? Because if they're not thankful for anything, you give them. Please contact our ministry right away for salve. Many of you are getting burnt real bad. <laughs> and uh, we'll send you a little, little, a little tube of salve for your healing. Hey, we, we've got it. We got to stop today. We're going right. to continue tomorrow. This is too good, folks. I can hear the excitement of people listening, turning the radio up turning their podcast up. Listen, we got more. And we're going to talk about some things that can move the needle in a way. It has to be dramatic, folks. There's no more regular, normal. Let's let's try to grow the church to get a new building. This doesn't work. We have found that many believers are not battle tested. And we're in a war now. So this is going to be exciting. Tune in tomorrow on the Victor Mark Show. Nick, thanks for being on today's show. You're going to hang out? Yeah, dude. And do you still actually want me to cut a watermelon on your stomach? With I would love for you to cut a watermelon on my stomach. As I, long as I can try on you too afterward. Yes, training must ensue. We've tried four times. Now let's let's have you cut the watermelon. Okay, this time I'll cut the watermelon. And uh, I made that promise years ago. I guess we're going to do it. You're going to have to stay tuned. So wherever you are, whatever you're doing, do it for the glory of God, full throttle. Now go get it done. God bless you. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can check out more of the work we're doing around the world at victormarks.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all linked in the show notes. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. We're always encouraged to hear from you. Thanks for spending your time with us. Until next time.